What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 95. Here with my guy, Fredson. How are you? What did I just watch? <laughs> what just happened? This whole this this whole last week of football, especially in the Premier League, I have to say, first, hi Alex. Second, <laughs> that that was possible. This is why the Premier League is still possibly the best entertainment product in all of world football. I mean that that between Arsenal beating Bournemouth at home in the most dramatic fashion and Manchester United delivering that, which we'll talk about. Liverpool though. (laughs) And Liverpool coming back from the day. My goodness. It it just did. I love football. That's all I have to say. (laughs) And if you want to see more podcasts, don't forget to like this video and subscribe to FC Wonder Kid on YouTube. Hit the link in bio on TikTok people, because we're going to talk about Liverpool, Arsenal, Remontada, City, United, what just happened, and Atletico, Real, and Barca News, and even a bit of PSV. So hit the link in bio, people. And I'm excited because, yes, Man United just suffered the worst defeat in the history of the in the Premier League. In their my oh my douche. Man United suffered the worst loss in the Premier League history, okay, with seven yeah. goals conceded. Okay, I, I, I just, this is unprecedented. And Darwin Nunes and Cody Gakpo yep. are the first mm. duo to score a brace against Man United since 1910. These two are making history and it's the beginning of a new rebuild at Man United. Oh my days, I wanted to say that. Uh, you mean at Liverpool, sir. You mean at Liverpool, not at Man United. That against, that, <laughs> against Man United. I, I, know, I know exactly what you meant, but when it comes down to it, uh, at the same moment that Gakpo and and Nunes were were starting to heat up, right? Mm-hmm. And Gakpo, we'll talk about in in a minute. I, I loved that one goal uh, that him and Salah uh, tandemed up on. But we have to give the man his credit where credit do, is due. Mo Salah now surpasses or has surpassed Robbie Fowler as the all time leading Premier League goal scorer in Liverpool history. 129 goals with two on the day to hand, as you mentioned, United, their worst loss ever. And let's be honest, it was their worst loss when it was six zip. And then (laughs) Bobby Firmino decided to say, yeah, I'm going to chip one in on my own. And Salah had a brace of assists on the day as well. He scored his, I mean, I believe it was his 10th and his 11th goal in like the last six games versus Manchester United. If If there was a boogeyman for Manchester United, it is Mo Salah. It is Mo Salah. Fuck the Egyptian king becoming the all-time leading goal scorer of Liverpool in the Prem. And Gakpo and Darwin are learning with this legend. Yes, it's Mane left. Firmino's going to leave next season, free agent. But again, but again, the rebuild is showing results immediately. And let's not forget... Luis Diaz is injured still. Duke Jota is involved too. So Liverpool have options. And this is the turnaround game. Liverpool, by beating Man United 7-0, is the turnaround game of the season. I'm going to put Liverpool top four because the squad is a top four squad and they have a top four manager at least with the Champions League in focus right now. Especially after that Uh. tough defeat against Real Madrid. Because this is the response for the fans of Liverpool. 
This was for the fans of Liverpool, the 7-0 yeah. win against Man United. After that, worse yeah. and historic defeat to Real Madrid. Five goals conceded. Yeah. Never had happened mm. at, at Anfield in the Champions League. So, uh, that, I, I see. It, it, it's... It's it is it is crazy. It is crazy. I mean, it, Cody Gokpo looked like a completely different player today. I mean, he I believe now has like four goals in his last five Premier League games. They have a mini unbeaten streak. I see the momentum. I see that it's nice, but I think there's a lot of fans out there that would have liked them to maybe I don't know mm. win this game three zip, move on and save a little fortune for the next few games because no. they are going to need it. I don't think you under have you looked. Have you looked? They have Bournemouth away next, Liverpool. I believe. But then they've got Liverpool has Manchester City away, mm. and then they have Chelsea away, and then they have Arsenal at home. Ooh, okay. tough fixtures. No, no, they have Arsenal at the Emirates, I, I believe, oh. I think. Um, I, I, all I can say is that the, the next four or five games are going to tell you exactly what you need to know, whether or not Liverpool will exactly finish top four, because, because seven zip against Manchester United is wonderful. But it also it also is only one fixture and earned them exactly ah, three points. But they needed this, uh, you know? this change in mentality. Oh, they did. Especially they did. after that Real Madrid loss. I'm going to say but, that. And even, too, uh -huh. like, like this is a player, too, a legend at Liverpool that deserves uh -huh. to be talked more. Andy Robertson, that he is the, the, the – like, how many assists does he have? Andy That's Robertson has 56 <laughs> Premier League assists. For Liverpool. These are historic numbers too. And only Ashley Young has more assists than Robertson in Premier League history. He will leave Amazing. as a legend and a bargain that was bought mm. in the club era. So everything that I see happening, it's because of the club era. And that's why I believe yeah. in that club will get results long term. Because even this mm. team, it's young. You have Konate, Trent, Bashetich just was on the bench. He's still young. Darwin, mm -hmm. Gakpo. Like, there's a lot of young options. And Robertson never had a substitute on the bench. And Simikash delivers just that. So I see an overall squad improvement for next season with Liverpool, okay? And it was a needed rebuild. Just like Man City, yep. where we'll talk forward. But yes, for United, very tough, man. Very tough. Uh, uh, and Garnacho uh, even uh, scored that goal midweek. Garnacho, that in my opinion, one of the best Premier League wonder kids, no doubt in my mind, 18 years old. And to see now Worst with this. Hair, <laughs> Sorry? Worst hair, though. <laughs> I don't like that new oh, hair, no. But it's, It brings confidence <laughs> to him. Foden did that in the past, oh, too. I hear you. Another All guy eyes on me. Up, right? All eyes on me. I like the celebration Absolutely. too. So it's a uh, star boy. But but but, yeah. but, but uh, you know, there there's something that did come out of that fixture. Um, <laughs> and right. I don't know whether or not it just got me thinking. Like the last time, uh, hmm. last time United won the Carabao Cup, I believe Jose Mourinho was in charge. Correct. <laughs> yes. And I believe that aside from that Europa League final win or mm -hmm. loss or what was win, it win, i win. forget the win the win yes. yeah the europa league win i believe that that was kind of like the last day or the last moment in time that Mourinho actually saw eye to eye with manchester united ownership right uh, mm -hmm. the rest of it was kind of just like waltzing through just hoping things would kind of uh mm -hmm. sort themselves out and in the end it it, it clearly did not. And I'm just wondering, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a Carabao, Carabao Cup hangover here. Um, but United did have a fixture in between this, right? 
They mm-hmm. Ten Hag and and United they 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 dispatched West Ham pretty easily yeah. in the FA Cup, and and then they show up to this. And I am going to say this: this this is going to come across as weird, I guess, mm. after what we just witnessed and how world class Salah was, and how world class Gakpo was, and how world class Darwin was, and all these yes. guys that have these targets on their back. But I'm going to say it: Manchester United was not as bad as that seven zero scoreline. There was a lot, a lot of insane weird like mistakes. unfortunate mistakes and and uh and like bounces caroms off of somebody's back that lands right into Mo Salah's path like I am not taking anything away from what Liverpool just delivered because when they got the chance they put the damn thing in the the net right exactly. uh but when it comes down to it um that was just one of those and and this is trying to spin a positive here for Manchester United and especially for Ten Hag who like was lost for words um maybe you just forget about this and you move on because frankly that was i I don't know if it wasn't going to be seven zip it was at least going to be three zip four zip five zip that that just had Mm -hmm. just getting crushed all over it and every little thing that happened there was the leche martinez um slip right Mm -hmm. mo salah tied him up don't get me wrong but he did not put him necessarily on skates right he slipped then Luke Shaw had possibly one of his worst games in a Man United shirt in a very long time. Coming from a guy that's been very good for them for the most part of this season, okay? And you had other guys, like, uh, just, it was so shocking, right? It, it was, was just so, so shocking. Veron not closing down fast enough. There was just so many different things it's... that happened. So I'm not being a Man United apologist here. Uh, But at the same time, if I were Man United, I would say we're going to forget about this. We're moving on to the next one and uh, and 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 move. Yeah, get this to happen. I think Ten Hag is Martinez, Varane. A lot of leaders are in that squad with experience. And I do expect Man United to come back, especially with Rashford, with this whole confidence, okay, that he has now. They will go come back stronger, in my opinion. But I want to say but, my one of my biggest highlights, yeah. though, I really want to leave this out there. Yes, Darwin Nunes suffered so much hate at the start of the season. People calling sure. him flop, this, that, and the other thing. But one thing you <laughs> got to say right now is Darwin Nunes is a big game player. When he has to show up, he does show up. And I fully expect the second season at Liverpool... He's going to go hella bold. And I don't see Haaland yeah. staying for Man City long term. And I think Liverpool will stay with Darwin Nunes long term. And he will score more than 20 goals in the Premier League for more than three seasons or four. At least, in okay. my opinion. So that's a prediction I have. And I really believe that, again, the, the iconic trio of mm-hmm. Liverpool that will not be matched. It will. It's one of the best trios I've ever seen with Salah, Firmino, and Sadio Mane, it will, it yeah. will, it needed to suffer a rebuild now. And now we're going to mm-hmm. see uh, Salah, Darwin, and Gakpo with Luis Diaz on the bench, with Jogjot on the bench. And this is yep. two a great, great forward options. So I wanted to say that at the, from the pod. And we mentioned West Ham because I just want to yeah. say Brighton, oh my days, mm. how does in West Ham sack David Moyes? But I want to say, Mitoma. Mitoma is definitely one of the biggest bargains this season in football. Oh my days, the Brighton recruitment went hella bold with that one. And he already has six goals scored in the Premier League. I am excited to see what's going to come. 
for Mitoma's future, not just for Brighton, but in his career. So I wanted to ask what a player. I'll, I'll extend the Matoma love to <laughs> all of Japanese football right now because mm. there are quite a few prospects all around continental Europe that are currently at the tippy top of their game. And, and if you want to know another name that you haven't seen before, mm. go take a look at Keito Nakamura, who ah. plays for LA, LASK in the Austrian Bundesliga. He's the next person. I bet you... I bet you Brighton might actually snap him up, but I, I was, if you weren't going to say it, and I'm really, really glad you did, mm. uh, Brighton simply blew West Ham out of the water, okay? And Forzip, um, Alexis McAllister, then they also, then they also, not not even, the, the ink hadn't even dried off of that 4-0 scoreline, mm-hmm. and what does Brighton do for their fans? Kaishedo extension. They they, exactly right. They mm-hmm. signed Caicedo to an extension for 2027 <laughs> that at least that at least either guarantees that they can keep McAllister and Caicedo uh, together a little bit longer, or they guarantee that they get paid extra well when it comes because that 60, 70 million that they turned down earlier, that ain't gonna be what it takes to get Caicedo away from Ooh. Brighton any longer. Not a, not at all. Not well, at all. So it's a long-term I, project at Brighton, as it seems. Even it Lewis is. Dunk was the right decision. Uh, I'm shocked. Uh, absolutely, it, it, absolutely. And what I don't understand, though, talking about West Ham, mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of people that actually believe David Moyes when he says, you know, David Moyes. This this was his defense of that four-zero loss. It was, mm. well, you know, if you like us when we're when we're making it to Europe last year against all odds. Then you should also like us when we're getting threatened with relegation. Nah, okay, he didn't say it as eloquently, but I don't agree with that at all. Of course. Um, the issue being, David Moyes right now, if you get rid of him, well, who's next? And I've got I've got a ready-made uh, person for you. What? Okay, West Ham, not quite a legend at West Ham, but he was pretty dang good. He was a legend more at Manchester United. He was a legend more at Tottenham. Okay, but Michael Carrick took over Middlesbrough when they were 22nd. They I are now four points still. out of automatic promotion in the English Championship. If I were West Ham, okay. I'd give a blank check yeah. to Will Still. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, that's what I'm saying right now, man. <laughs> I think, but I think I think the fines are a little bit stiffer here in the Premier League if you don't actually have your top tier, you know, UEFA but, a, a pro license. But uh, I think I think he'll get charged like 250,000. And Will Still right now fan. has the longest active unbeaten run in league in leagues. Yeah. Okay, in the top six leagues with 18 games without losing. Mm. Will Still at 30. Years old for Statrem, okay? He's it's 25k. It's fines but, for for Statrem per game for not having that coaching well, okay. license. Okay, so, so my my addition to the conversation here is that it should be Michael Carrick who played for <laughs> West Ham before he went on for United. He was a uh, he was at United as an assistant for a long period of time, even as a caretaker, right, for a little mm, bit. True. But he has done wonders with Middlesbrough, and if they get promotion, uh, West Ham could do worse. I think a lot of West Ham's. Uh, fan base though feels like they deserve somebody a whole lot more established, exactly. right? Um, but at the same time, Skamaka, yeah, Paqueta, you need you need a manager that can manage these international superstars. And yeah. David Moyes, I don't think he's that guy. I don't think he's that guy. If it's a team with Antonio, Jared Bowen, Declan Rice, these English, these British players, he totally yeah. understands them. But the international la- landscape. That's he's yeah. limited. He's limited, David Moyes. Well, he is, and it, it, it is 
it is bizarre, right? This isn't like a mid-table, we're not going to finish right outside of European spots type mm-hmm. of year. This is, we are directly threatened. Our existence in the Premier League is directly threatened. And I still see a lot of West Ham supporters Fox. saying, ah, you know, Leeds is worse. These teams are worse. Bournemouth is worse. They, they might be right about that in terms well, of on paper, but none of that matters until after fixture 38 when you're looking at it and whether or not you're above above or below the red Everything line. We've seen worse. better yeah, Everything. we've seen better teams get relegated. So and Leicester was it, playing bad, but look at them now. Yeah. Look at them now. Yeah. Honestly, but Bournemouth and even Fulham, a lot of people are gonna say relegation battle. Ha! Right. They're in the top seven mm. battle right now, even yeah. that. But we well, mentioned- one more thing. One more Sorry. thing I gotta bring up. Just because just before we move on from Brighton, there was do you remember this when we talked about Brighton and what they needed in the Premier League? Okay. We talked about a striker. Mm-hmm. Brighton needs a striker. Danny Welbeck, eh, okay, he did have a goal well, against West Ham. Evan Ferguson, uh, Evan, Evan Ferguson got injured, but he's got three goals this year. But you look at it and you look at what they've accomplished already this year after literally watching their whole coaching staff get poached. Mm-hmm. Poached, I tell you, uh, by Chelsea. Uh, they bring in uh, De Serbi and they bring in uh, Matoma and they've now got Ready for this? This is like how you work as a team. You've got Matoma with six. You've got McAllister with six. You got Pascal Gross with six. You got Solly March with five. Mm-hmm. There is a myth, and that myth, I guess, has been busted. Okay, and they've got Evan Ferguson on the come up. I don't think they need to go buy a striker any longer. <laughs> they got Evan Ferguson on the come up, and they've got plenty in the tank, plenty of and goals Cecil coming too. from teams. And that's the Serbi's. That's the Serbi's. Uh, um, you know, th- that that's exactly what he wants. He wants everybody chipping in, and that's what's happening here. They have more – you ready for this? This mm. uh, The last I'll talk about Brighton. They have more goals already in a Premier League season than they've ever had before. This is Brighton, in fact, and there's 15, 15 games remaining. There are 15 games remaining. They have 43 goals. Unbelievable. Okay? Best team huge. ever. McAllister, Caicedo. This is the best Brighton team ever I've ever seen. Personally, and talking about historic moments, it wasn't very. It was historic for me watching this Arsenal title race. What a game it was! Arsenal against Burnmouth. Definitely, I'm gonna say this. This is definitely Reese Nelson's boldest career moment (laughs) ever, scoring against Burnmouth in the 96th minute. That is insane. One goal and one assist, and that goal yep. came out of nothing. Miracle. Nothing. Miracle mm-hmm. for Arteta. Mm-hmm. And it showed the resilience. It showed the output that the team, when they wanted that goal. And I want to say, every, the Arsenal squad in the Premier League has this mentality, in my opinion. We have 12 yeah. finals to go. We have 12 finals to go. And that's why I'm going to put Arsenal favorites to win the Prem. No win. doubt. No Ooh. doubt. No doubt Arsenal are favorites oh, right my. now if to win the Prem because Jorginho, Trossard even, they're showing results mm-hmm. off the bench. And Arteta, this team showed extreme resilience. Extreme. Yep. So just get those extensions too with Saka too and Saliba finalized. But it's that, the mentality. I, I, was, I was shocked. And seeing Reese Nelson, what a comeback. Oh, absolutely. I mean, th- this kid has played 85 minutes. Reese Nelson has played 85 minutes for Arsenal all season. Mm. Okay. Three, three appearances. He's got three goals, two assists, and he's the architect of one of the most entertaining remontadas uh, that we've seen in the Premier League season so far. Uh, Second, believe it or not, only two. You ready for this? Arsenal 
less than a month ago against Aston Villa, down 2 nothing, winning 4-2 to two with multiple goals in injury time. Okay? So Arsenal does, it seems like it's like that type of a fateful year. But at the same time to play kind of devil's advocate with all mm-hmm. of this, Arsenal better get their stuff together. Mm. Because you got to start winning these games, and, and you can't have a remontada every time out at some point. At some point, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it luck. You make your own luck, but at some point that fortune will run out, and Manchester City is just waiting, mm. waiting to pounce. Um, so I, I'm just looking at it like February 18th, down two zip to Villa. Um, they won four two, and now we're doing this again already in March fourth on March fourth. I mean, they're gonna need to snap back to that early season very dominant form. Um, I, if they want anything out of that. So. I, 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 I kind of get you, but I'm going to remind yeah. you, Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus yeah. has been out. True. And when Gabriel True. Jesus comes back for Arsenal, this is, for me, it's shocking. He's like, yeah. okay, if you think, like, it's it's noticeable that Gabriel Jesus ain't there. But if he was, yeah. Arsenal would be even better than they are right yeah. now. Martinelli, uh-huh. Odegaard, Salib and Gabriel, that partnership growing. And even Fabio Vieira. Fabio Vieira mm. slowly growing to be a starter at Arsenal one day. I really believe yeah. that. The vision he has. And Zinchenko, what a signing mm. it was. So I think mm. Man City, by letting go of Zinchenko, Gabriel Zouch, Cancelo on loan, they're suffering yeah. a rebuild, just like Liverpool did. I see Bernard Silva leaving in the future. Gundogan yeah. leaving in the future. So Guardiola has other problems in his mind, too. So, in my opinion, mm. like mm-hmm. Arsenal and I'm going to say Liverpool. No, yep. Arsenal, Liverpool, and Chelsea and United are looking very solid for the future. Very solid. Mm-hmm. And I think City needs to start making decisions, especially in defense, okay? Because that defense yep. needs to be more consistent, in my opinion, especially at left back. And they left Zinchenko <laughs> go. Like what? Uh, oh, yes. Swiss Army knife gone or Ukrainian Army knife, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, Zinchenko leaving, Jao uh, Cancelo falling out, just so much. And Bernardo, clearly, I mean, he was a massive difference in their win exactly. over the weekend, for sure, right? And you're looking at that and you're like, you're going to let him walk, whether it's Barca, whether it's wherever he winds up. Uh, I, you're you're going to have to replace him. Exactly. Um, and there's no ready-made replacement for what Bernardo Silva has done. Mm-hmm. Um, for Manchester City over over his many seasons there, many successful seasons over there. But one mm-hmm. good thing is, is Phil Foden has certainly um, um, taken things personally, uh, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's wherever, wherever and he's been the architect of uh, quite a few City wins exactly. uh, as of late. But I do have one more thing to say about that Arsenal thing because mm-hmm. I don't think I can say it enough. Reese Nelson has been through the crapper. Uh, for lack of a better term, um, with his Arsenal time, with his loan, with with his injuries, when he comes back, he he didn't he didn't make any appearance for Arsenal uh, since November twelfth, I believe it was. Oof. Okay, and then he comes on and he he provides the equalizing assist, and then he scores the golasso to win the dang thing at the last second. He's got five goal involvements in eighty five minutes, right? In, pre- in the Premier League, and I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot higher-ticketed, very, very costly people, right, players within the Premier League right now that don't even have two 
or three or four goal involvements <laughs> on a season. And, and Reese Nelson, like it's just one of those ne- that next man up mentality that Arsenal has created. You do make your own luck. So I, I can't say that enough with Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that next man up is going to be huge because if it's Gabby Jesus coming back and scoring a game-winning goal, nobody gives a crap how it gets done. Arsenal fans just need for it to get done. You Fuck. need to get the three points, and that's that's it. And we are going to get the single digits left in the season so quickly here mm-hmm. that every game, as you mentioned, is a flipping final mm-hmm. uh, from here on out. And I, I can't tell you, right now, Premier League is just peak, peak entertainment. Peak Facts. entertainment. Facts. And the Arsenal rebuild with Arteta, the, the, the biggest yep. positive is the future, is the presence in future that you have right now. Odegaard, yep. the leader, Martinelli, Saka, Saliba, Gabriel, Partey, mm-hmm. Zinchenko. Not, they're all under 30 years old and under 25, mm-hmm. many players. So the expectations the next three, four years for this Arsenal squad is to be always be competing for the titles, whether it's in the mm-hmm. Premier League, FA Cup, League Cup, maybe, maybe Champions League football with the right signings, that that could happen with the players that they have. If they keep Odegaard, Arsenal, if they keep Odegaard, Saliba, Martinelli, Saka, and they buy better youngsters, they will definitely have a team to win a Champions League long-term. Something that Arsene Wenger went to the final, but he didn't manage to get done. And that would be the biggest history ever. Uh, for Arsenal with Arteta too. Arteta ball in full display. Yes. If that were to happen one day. And that too, like Arteta's first manager experience is at Arsenal. Mm. That must be talked more. And it's so successful the output he's had. And he's even won an FA Cup already. Odegaard the leader. He worked under Guardiola, one of the greatest managers ever. And Arteta, I'm going to say it again. He's definitely one of the best young managers in the world right now. It's so quite interesting. interesting. There's quite a few of them these days. I mean, we got to start talking about, yeah, more about the Wonder Kid uh, managers <laughs> that are really starting to, we'll still. to gain medal. We've already medals. said we'll still. I mean, we'll still. Xavi, we, we mentioned Michael Carrick. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot. It wasn't Fox. it wasn't the original Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard that we all thought oh. were uh, fawning yes. over. No, there's also some. Javi Garcia. There's a, there's a lot of guys over in La Liga, there's so many more that we're going to see really Javi start Garcia to put their stamp on the new modern game. He's true. Yeah. He's right. Assistant with Roger Schmidt. And I can I yeah. can see Javi Garcia one day becoming a top coach. I really could. Okay. Great shout. Well, Great shout with yeah. that. And we mentioned Ars- we, with the title race with Arsenal. It's kind of inevitable yes. not to mention Man City. And yes, you mentioned briefly Phil Foden. And the biggest mm. difference from... Uh, City a past few days, a ah, few games ago, is Phil Foden right now. If, if Man City l- win the league, I am sure it's because of Phil Foden's impact he's had. One of the yep. most talented Englishmen, not just in this decade, the last two decades, <laughs> ever. That dribbling Stockport Iniesta for a reason. And <laughs> Phil Foden for Man City, he has 57 goals. And 38 assists at the age of yep. 22. That's a That's legend huge. in the making. And he will stay in Man City. And England, come on, trust Phil Foden. Must start every game for England in the future. And Rashford too. Yep. Rashford too. Just want to say that too. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to... That, that first goal, that goal against Newcastle, oh. I will call that... The, I'm going to call that the Stockport slalom. 
because he <laughs> slalomed through those defenders and finished right. I, I mean, it was just a beautiful, beautiful goal. And it's one that I'm I'm certain, yeah, you, you give the keys to Foden, he will score that goal more often than not. The issue is, is Manchester City isn't necessarily built on moments like that. But you, you better be... You better be glad that you've got a Phil Foden when Kevin De Bruyne is honestly not having the best start to 2023 that we all expected. I'm going to say it right now. Kevin De Bruyne looks fatigued. Mm. He looks tired or jaded or whatever you want to put it. He's still, don't get me wrong, he had several moments where he could have put that game out of reach, right? Mm -hmm. Several moments with Newcastle. He also had several sloppy moments that are just completely uncharacteristic of Mm. Kevin De Bruyne. So I don't know whether it's maybe uh, locker room stuff that's after happening. The, I don't know whether World or not Cup. he's just, yeah, after, played too much. After the World Cup, Kevin De Bruyne looks very, very different. That's a yeah. fact in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I think Man City have to rely on Foden. They have to rely more on Julian Alvarez. And, of course, yeah. Erling Haaland must deliver what he's expected to do, that is to win a Prem. And to win a Champions League. Because if Man City don't win a Prem with Erling Haaland in that squad, people will, are going to blame him. They're going to blame him, especially if he doesn't win this season and the next season too. Because at Dortmund, yeah. he didn't win the league also. And at Red Bull Salzburg, everybody wins the league at Red Bull Salzburg. Shout out to Benjamin yeah. Sesko with that hat trick. So Haaland must... Seven minutes. <laughs> Seven, exactly. Seven minutes. Ha- Haaland must get it done. <laughs> For for, yeah. for Man City in the prep. So this is yeah. what I got to say. It's I said it with Liverpool, but I really believe this is the start of a rebuild at Man City. And just like Liverpool are having a shaky season, Man City mm-hmm. are too. Bernard Silva is going to leave. I said that. And the transition with Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko leaving, that was hard. Yeah. Those are hard two players, hard misses, okay? And then you see Rodri's mm-hmm. speculation. You see Ruben Diaz injured. For a long time this season, yep. Rico Cancelo problems. Rico Lewis now expected to deliver more. So Guardiola's yeah. management is just so hard right now. He won. Guardiola right won the league four times out of five years. That is yeah. unbelievable. And of course, the squad has to be very different since he won the first. Now, when he's fighting for the fifth time. It has to be mm-hmm. a very different squad. So naturally now, That's- Bernard Silva, Cancelo, and Aguero not there. Jesus leaving. Zicheco, it's going to be a very different squad. So I just wanted to say it, it, it's It's got to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe he could give a little more uh, playing time to, what is it, seventh seventh place, seventh ranked uh, Julian Alvarez, right, in the world. Best Carlos no, Bosch. I'm just kidding. I, I, I know. Play it, Carlos it, Bosch. It's, 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 going yeah. hella crazy. For Man City, oh, yeah. he's under 23. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Carlos he's Borges not going will, to. He, he'll leave. Carlos Borges will, he will leave, leave Man City. Top three yes. teams in Portugal, man. Porto, Sporting e Benfica. Go sign up, Carlos yeah. Borges. One of the best young Portuguese wingers in the world right now. Under 18. Or, or even, what are the numbers I got for it. Man here's City? A, he, he, here's how it's going to go, Alex. Okay, PSV is going to uh, sell Johan Bakayoko. To 19-year-old Johan Bakayoko, he's going to sell him to Chelsea for $60 million to replace Noni Matawaki, who winds up not being great or whatever. And then PSV no. is going to sign Carlos Borges, Borges right? Let's, and let's, he's going to then run riot on the ear to visit. No, I'm, let's all trust, of this let's is trust absolutely, let's trust all of this is absolutely tongue-in-cheek. I'm not going to trust a single signing at Chelsea. What? 
booked until they get their manager figured oh, out. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not going to because Enzo <laughs> can't manage the team. Uh, Mudrick, ah. M- Madureke can't manage the team. Graham Potter needs to either be given some actual license to do something there uh, or they need to uh, I'm telling no. you this one zero with this one zero win over Leeds. Okay. <laughs> Leeds Leeds had better XG than them. I know that means nothing better ex- expected goals. Okay. But when it comes down to it. Okay. That was not necessarily a dominant win. That was not a dominant win in Very any true. way, shape or form. And that is one of those damned. If you do damned, if you don't moments that hmm. win for, I think like half of the Chelsea fan base was like, well, crap, we just won, which means Graham Potter is going to remain our, well, coach important right? win, though. important win. of course he did win of course it is <laughs> but but, I, but at what what at, at what cost in the future i just don't i don't i don't with, i don't get it with chelsea though only, like mm, it was mm-hmm. fofana scoring that goal so the young players of yeah. chelsea in the future you got benoit badiachi like fofana yeah. reese james just in defense and you gotta point out the leader of the midfield and of the future of Chelsea is Enzo Fernandez, and you can see it on the pitch. He's on a different level, and he's going to develop even more at Chelsea in the Premier League. Enzo Fernandez is a baller and a world-class player in the making, in full display, in full display. And when Kante Kante comes back and Kovacic too more involved, the Chelsea midfield is going to look so much more solid because Mason Mount news, I see Mason Mount, I think he's going to leave this summer. He is going to leave. Conte, Conte too, in my opinion. I mean, no, Conte I, I, might I, extend. I think Conte but why might do extend. You, why would you want Conte to extend, considering how because, oft injured he has been? Because I the saw last Enzo with Florentino. I think Conte, I get, uh, Enzo with Conte for one two years is a good yeah. option, or I won't say the main option, but it's a good if option to healthy. have. A good if option he to have. Healthy. If he's a bench player. Been a, but Florentino's been an absolute house for but, Benfica. He's, but, he's he's been an Iron Man for Benfica. I agree. And Golo, and Golo and Kante has been at at some point. But the last two three years, he's he's barely been existent. I I agree with your points. But if Kante is a bench player, and I do believe mm-hmm. that Chelsea need leaders. That's one of the biggest problems yeah. I believe of this Chelsea squad is the lack of leaders. Sure. And I think a Kante mm-hmm. extension. I know, I understand him starting long-term. Would it be the best, maybe? But just having him involved with the team. Enzo needs quality midfielders next to him. And right now, it ain't working. It ain't working. And it's like Enzo... He's, again, he's a different timing, different level from all the team around him. And even like the yeah. month of February for Chelsea, I'm going to say it's <laughs> one of the worst months I've ever seen of a top English team ever, yeah. ever. They outscored scored by one goal. Exactly. Yeah, outscored, outscored by Lukaku. Exactly. Is, that, is that the fun tweet? With two goals. <laughs> With two goals. And they're the low knee. And Lukaku's the low knee that they got rid of to play better oh, football. Man. So that's why people are pointing fingers nonstop to Graham Potter. And I, I do understand, <laughs> damn if you do, damn if you don't, winning this game yeah. uh, against Leeds for Chelsea fans with Graham Potter because of the options we see in the news. Zidane, oh. Luis Enrique, I see Anzi Fleek, some, some ta- tabloids say, but Zidane, Todd Boyley, just give him a blank check because this man oh. is bold and he's going to go bold for Chelsea, man. The man management he would have in the squad would be insane. And the quality of Zidane in terms of tactical knowledge, again, yeah. 
uh, at, at the but, levels of a Guardiola. Listen, if is, pigs pigs will fly before Zidane is Chelsea boss. <laughs> what? I'm just gonna Louis say Henry. there's no and way. Henry. Could you? No, I don't even know if Todd Bowley will go get him. I, I I honestly I think there's more of a likelihood Carlo Ancelotti he comes for back the for a season or something. He gets for the Zerbi. You know? Oh my dad, that would just From Brighton. Brighton, do do not pick up the phone, Brighton. Do not pick up the phone. No way, absolutely not, because they'll take another ten. They're going to start taking the cafeteria staff before you know it. I honestly don't know the best new boss, the best whatever. To be honest, there's more of a likelihood that Graham Potter winds up being somewhat mildly successful uh, mm. before they go on their ways. I have no clue, but I still believe in Graham Potter as a actual coach, maybe not coach of Chelsea, right? Mm. I just think that he was thrust into a situation that got so turbocharged and so out of his grasp and beyond his depth that it's almost not even his fault. Now, his responses and how he answers questions and how he talks kind of nonchalantly about things and kind of passes blame sometimes, that is his fault. 100% that's his fault. But in terms of like this situation that he was thrust into, I don't know if anybody... I don't know of anybody except for maybe one or two people on this planet currently coaching that could have met this challenge dead on and, and won their first six, seven games in charge or their first whatever uh, games in charge with that many new signings. It has been unbelievable at the, the, the myriad of things that they've had to build through. And they still don't look anywhere close to the finished product, obviously, mm-hmm. because they, they, they traipsed around and they barely beat Leeds United. True. Barely. True. So uh, for me, the most the the biggest thing with Chelsea, if they get yeah. that Kante extension done, I believe that Chelsea next season, mandatory. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it again. They must get a striker. Must get a striker. Okay, this team is all Mudrik, Chelsea, uh, Enzo. Then you have Reese James, yeah. Benal Badiashile, Fofana. You got all these players around. Very good but no striker yeah. to then score these goals. So I could see Kane. Kane, maybe? We never know. I want to say Kane has 15 months contract left at Tottenham. And Daniel Levy getting $100 million for him? He's going to, if he gets that, it's the biggest finesse deal in the history of football. For a 15 months well, contract, that only Chelsea will pay that if that happens. You so you think Harry Kane Chelsea over Harry Kane Bayern or Harry Kane Chelsea over Harry Kane Manchester United? I think he stays in the Premier League to beat that Alan Shearer record, Harry Kane. Personally, I, I th- and I, the only two I, teams I, I, that can pay for a striker and need a striker is United yeah. and Chelsea. Or yeah, well, the fact that, that the fact that <laughs> the fact that Spurs are still asking for a hundred million with fifteen months left on his contract is pretty ridiculous. But <laughs> at the same time. This is what the Spurs world has to deal with right now, okay? <laughs> they have to deal with what? Uh, wins in the Premier League versus West Ham and Chelsea, and then they wind up losing to Sheffield United in the FA Cup, and then they, they literally get scored on by Adama Traore. You know things are really confusing in your headspace when your team gets beat by Adama Traore who can't hit the side of a barn <laughs> most of the time. Okay, the broad side of a barn most of the time. So I Spurs is a very, very confusing place to be right now, and yet they are still they are obviously still in the running. But what a loss. I mean, what a loss to to Wolves of all of all teams, mm-hmm. to Wolves even more so, probably about to lose Costa for the rest of the season based oh. on his injury. 
right? And they go through strikers as if they, I, I don't know, I mean, they injure their striker. They have no striker, essentially. True. Okay, I know Raul Jimenez is back, but ultimately Spurs is so, so confusing. And if I'm Harry Kane, um, I am looking to engineer a move. And I am likely, as you just mentioned, likely going to stay in the Premier League in order to try and chase Hallen Shearer down. Hmm. Uh, do you really think, though, Chelsea is the place to go? Or I think the, the more ready-made team... <laughs> Coming off the back of their worst Premier League loss in history mm. is Manchester United. Hmm. <laughs> I'd say the team would make more sense for Kane. Could be United, mm -hmm. I agree. But I just, if I were Man United, instead of Harry Kane, I'd get Victor Osimhen from Napoli. I'd spend that yeah. $100 million And I'd say to Daniel Levy, I prefer, I prefer to spend to, uh, uh, to Osimhen younger and more prolific than see this season than Harry Kane. That's my bold uh, mention. And with yeah. Wolves, you mentioned briefly too. Yes, mm -hmm. Wolves. What is this problem? This curse they have with strikers happening recently. And they even relied oh. like a, pa a, pa a few years ago to, uh, to Fabio Silva at 17. Yeah. Fabio Silva mm -hmm. played for Wolves at 17 and he was considered a flop by many people that didn't know football, to be honest. Because if you see Fabio Silva in the youth league for Porto and playing for Porto at 15 unreal levels and now for psv i fought three goals and one assist yep. in his last five games he is yeah. back and even for anderlecht he was going bold too so yohan bakayoko's going bold fabio oh, silva's yeah. going bold and the biggest talent at psv is Xavi Simmons with more yep. than 20 gold involvements already every yeah. top team in europe wants and what must want to sign Xavi Simmons from PSV. What a remontada of a career leaving PSG to PSV. Wanted to mention but, that too. Uh, yeah, and there, there's so many connections of, of what you just mentioned there. Um, but in terms of PSV and the, the youth, I'm going to add Jared Branthwaite in there, the center back that has kind of broken yes. out for them. He's on, he's on loan from Everton right now. He's on loan from Everton. Do you know how bad Everton needs depth and defense right now? <laughs> and they just ship them off. It's the same as Fabio Silva leaving um, when they pick up Costa and bring him in. And now he's injured and they don't have Fabio Silva. Do you know how many Wolves people were in our comments on Twitter uh, basically tweeting us saying, we wish we had Fabio Silva back. We wish we had <laughs> Fabio Silva. Why can't we do this? Why can't we have a striker that does this for us in the Premier League? It's likely on you, Wolves. Yep. It's likely on you, Everton. Um, and when it comes down to it, uh, you know, Fabio Silva was at Anderlecht. Guess where Johan Bakayoko was before he actually signed for PSV? Anderlecht. Was at Anderlecht before yes. that. So, you know, there's a lot of things where PSV, we can laugh at the ear Eredivisie if we want. We can laugh at whatever. But my goodness, if you're watching youth players take their next step oh, over, yeah. I mean, these are, these are the best teams to go to. And... Mm -hmm. That's why it's so shocking to me how many Argentinian players are are just flocking to the Premier League right now. It's, right, it, it is pretty sh shocking when it comes down to it. The, the Garnacho getting his chance. We all know Garnacho was not developed by United, but at the same time, um, Garnacho's in there. You got Perone who just signed for Manchester City. Um, uh, you've got Enzo, twenty-two years old. I mean, there's a lot of young Argentines there that are joining up, whereas. Previously, wouldn't you have all seen them in the Eredivisie first, right? Or La Liga first? I don't know. Um, but anyway, long story short, what I'm trying to say is I, I agree with you. I mean, PSV 
um, IX, whatever you want. To, it is such a great developmental structure um, mm-hmm. that people are forgetting about. Now that two people that could be helping their team avoid relegation um, are currently balling out for PSV Eindhoven in the middle of a very entertaining Eredivisie title race. And that's Branthwaite, Everton, mm-hmm. and Fabio Silva, Wolves. So. Great shouts. Yeah. And because we're mentioning, even you saying about Eredivisie players showing their yep. talents in the Portuguese mm. league, Benfica bought for 15 million Frederick Arsons from Feyenoord. And I'm going to say right mm-hmm. now, in the world of football, that was one of the best signings like this in this this season i'll say that yep. it must be mm-hmm. talked more like crucial for benfica this season and he against psg against vinch and right now in the champions league arsens yep. is I- instrumental i really wanted to give that shout and gosal remsch yeah. too gosal remsch yeah. has 21 goals and eight oh. assists this season and if we count a hat trick in the world cup that's that's 24 goals scored this season Gosal Remsch is one of the best strikers in the world of football this season and he's 21 21 so Benfica yes just like Darwin left Gosal Remsch is going to be bold numbers too and deserve yeah so he just you, you still you still backing up your 100 million uh, euro uh price tag 100 million might not but <laughs> I'll say okay. this. Look, it might be objectives. I'd say yep. 80, 80. I said the noon means right. If I'm being honest, I could see it leading to 100, just like Darwin. Just okay. like a Darwin deal. Similar. So, it's... yeah, I could see that. Very opportunistic, and, Brunson. Very it, opportunistic. It, yeah, absolutely. 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 And uh, Benfica, once again, I mean, they just they don't miss a beat these days. And that, yeah, Arsnes, <laughs> I can't Kerkes. say his name out. Arges, Arges, they're going to sign from Azel Kmar, left back. Yeah. They're going to sign mm-hmm. him. Uh, great wonder kid. Enzo Fernandez yeah. was bought in the past. And Grimaldo is one of the free yeah, agents. Yeah, because Grimaldo's leaving, right? Exactly. Right, so right. many so they, that's, that's their left back target, is uh, Kerkes? Exactly. Kerkes, exactly. Uh, so they'll that's have a great ba, signing. They have Tinu. Yeah. They'll have... But let's see. I think Befica, yeah. they're going to do great deals in the future. And Jerome Mario. Jean Mario, yeah. <laughs> 19 goals scored this season. Jean Mario is one yeah. of the most prolific midfielders in the world of football right now. At 30 years of age, he's having his best season with Roger Schmidt Ball. So people it, talked about Enzo leaving. Talk about Arsens and Jean Mario. Come on. Yeah. And, and, and it's, not, it's, it's not even close. It's his best production in, like, mo- I, I don't know. There, my, there's my there's ball, not yeah. even a... There's not even another season where Jao uh-huh. Mario got even close to what he's doing right now for Benfica. And the funny thing is about Arsna, Arsnes, I can't say his, his last name, is I think I only really started paying attention to him when I actually won his card on So Rare. Um, and for those of you that don't know that, we can talk about it offline. But when it comes down to it, man, I've I've actually you know been looking up more uh, about what he did at Feyenoord and about why Roger Schmidt wanted him so much. And you're right. I mean, he's been that unsung hero uh, multiple times this season, especially in the Champions League, mm-hmm. he's been he's been phenomenal for them in the Champions League. So I, I, I mean, how far do you think Benfica can go here? It all depends. Thinking? It all depends. I think Benfica okay. only loses to a Bayern Munich and mm-hmm. to the winner of the PSG. No, I think the, oh, Benfica only loses to Bayern <laughs> Munich or PSG or loses to a Man City. I think Benfica has chances to the winner of Isa Milan. Uh, Isa mm-hmm. Milan, who was it? Frankfurt. 
I think yep. uh, Befica can pass against the winner of AC Milan Frankfurt. Befica can pass with the winner of Dortmund Chelsea, I think, too. And mm. I think Befica will only struggle with Bayern, PSG winner, or Man City winner. And Real Madrid, no. of course. And Real Madrid, of course. So if well, they manage to probably... win, they'll, they'll yeah. win. They'll win. Dort Dortmund they'll is Dortmund. also looking pretty good these days. Benfica Do you think they'll beats beat Dortmund? Dortmund? Benfica beats mm. Dortmund this season. I'll put that out there. It's not just Enzo Oof. this season. Tinu is the player in the Champions League with most interceptions. Gonzalo Ramos has 21 goals scored. Jomar, mm. elite season. Grimaldo, one of the best seasons of a left back. So Dortmund, like, or Chelsea. Chelsea could win the game too. <laughs> yeah, so. Dortmund's going to... Uh, okay, listen. Julian Brand has been playing more like Kevin De Bruyne than Kevin De Bruyne has been playing like Kevin De Bruyne. Oh. Okay, this, this, this 2023. So far in 2023, that is absolutely true. Okay? What, what a season Julian Brandt... Uh, he's still only 26 years old. I feel like this guy's been balling out since he was whatever. He had a he had a small small little hiccup. Yup, at Leverkusen, and and now I mean he's doing things for Dortmund that just makes them so much more dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think Dortmund is fully online yet. Right? They haven't gotten everybody in sync. Right? Adeyemi's mm -hmm. had a few games. Haller's had a few games. Uh, but Jude Bellingham obviously is that rock in the oh. middle. And as you and I were talking about offline. That center back, I mean, they've, they've now got not just Fixed. one or two quality center backs. They've got three. Um, and that is so ridiculously massive. And I just need to bring this up because they've now won 10 matches in a row, which is nothing to sniff at. Um, one. But two, their win over RB Leipzig was insanely, insanely convincing. Because I don't think people realize how in form RB Leipzig has been since Marco Rosa took over. OK, I believe they have the most points in the Bundesliga since Margot Rosa took over more than Bayern, more than Dortmund. And Dortmund essentially just brushed them aside, <laughs> brushed them aside. OK, right. and mm -hmm. I, I, if you have any chance, any chance to finally end Bayern Munich's dominance, you have to do that. You just have to do that. The and season. they're doing that. It's yeah, the it, it, you, they you won't so. end and, Bayern's do uh, dominance without Jude Bellingham. This squad yeah. needs Jude no. Bellingham. And I think when Jude Bellingham leaves Dortmund, yep. they're going to accept a full rebuild. I, I, I see Jude Bellingham leaving. I see Brent leaving. I see Karima Deyemi maybe leaving after. I see sure. them accepting what's going to come. And then it's like a but, zero year to then have a great year. That's what Dortmund But does. you know what? <laughs> but based on what they did with Holland money, the mm. Holland money, okay, I have confidence that they actually could architect a solid solid rebuild mm. without necessarily having to, you know, visit the bottom half of the table before they, they fight back to, uh, to be contenders again, because they turned, you know, 60, 70, whatever the heck it was for Holland. They turned that into quite a few very, very important pieces. Ryerson. Um, I'm, I'm going to mix uh, Ozcon. Uh, I don't know if that's the way you say his name, Sally Ozcon in the mid in midfield. I mean, they've turned in, really, really good pieces amidst other pieces that were so uh, paramount to their success previously. Like, you know, Gio Reyna mm -hmm. had a great year at one point, but Gio Reyna hasn't started, hasn't even played a minute in the last four games. They have moved on from him, right? They got um, options. And they, they, <laughs> exactly, they, they have options what now. A and they, they have depth. And, yeah, and, and they have depth. And I think That's the biggest huge. switch this season from Dortmund was when they understood the center-back pairing that we must play is Schlotterbeck mm -hmm. and Schule. And the beginning yeah. of the rebuild of a new era of, Jude, of of Dortmund is because next season, 
Marco Reus might leave, free agent. Mm -hmm. Hummels might leave, free agent. Jude Bellingham, big bucks. And that has to be accepted by Dortmund fans. Very hard, but it's the beginning of a rebuild. New time at Dortmund. If only they had RB Salzburg as a feeder club, because (laughs) RB Leipzig has what? Benjamin Seshko coming in next year, yes. next season. And they've got Nicholas uh, Seiwald, um, Seiwald, 21 yes. years old, a very underrated player, has been pretty pretty dang good for Salzburg this season. And Dortmund needs something like that so and that they're not just... And in leaving, and maybe Seshko Kvartiol, if more than 100 million comes for him, I could see him leaving too. And I'm going to well, say made, this right now, man. They made, Gavardi, they made Gavardi all look a little bit silly. I'm just going to say that. Dortmund uh, did. Well, but, but, but for me, I'll put this yeah. out there. Gvardiol is the best young center back in the world of football right now with that level of confidence he has. He's a leader mm. at RB Leipzig already. He's one of the leaders of Croatian national team at such a young age. And he won Leipzig first title ever in their history with the DF Pokal. And... For Leipzig in the Bundesliga, like he's been mm. unbelievable too. So we're talking Bundesliga. So, we were talking. So we managed to talk into the visa Bundesliga, and I want to say this. So because everywhere. I'm such a big admirer of Leverkusen, yes. Leverkusen with Xabi Alonso. I'm gonna yep. put this out there. One of the best wingbacks in the world of football right now is Jeremy Frinkpong of Bayer Leverkusen. Right mm-hmm. wing back. He's got six goals and five assists. In the Bundesliga this season. I am absolutely sure it's going to be very hard for Leverkusen to keep him this summer. So Man United pay up big time for that right wing back spot. Because if you have Fringpong on one side, Luke Shaw or Malassia on the other, elite yeah. options. And Dalo on the bench too. That would be the best option in my opinion. So tough times for Basaka in my opinion. So might as well get Fringpong. Because yes, yeah. these are the players for the Premier League. And Leverkusen yeah. has... Adam Hosek, Florian Wirtz, one of the best wonder kids in the world right now. Fringpong, mm-hmm. Hinkepi, Tapsoba, Kosonu, Ay, Musa Diaby. Ay, how yep. many young youngsters are at, PS, uh, at Leverkusen right now? It's insane. Uh, so, Chabi Alonso uh, ball, please. And Palacios, uh, shout out to him. Uh, Palacios, and I'm going to shout out Amin Adli, too, who's been ah, pretty good for them this season, aside yes. from some discipline issues from time to time. But Amin Adli has scored some pretty timely goals. And they've gone through, yeah, they've gone through a coaching change. They've gone through bad, bad runs of form. They've mm-hmm. gone through Florian Wirtz, one of their most important players when he was 17 and 18 years old, um, you know, getting True. hurt. Uh, even Jeremy Frimpong was Ten injured months. at one point. But Frimpong has been, you're 100%, has been possibly their most consistent player this whole entire season. Definitely their most consistent, young, and most dangerous young uh, player on mm-hmm. their on their squad. But we got to remember where Frimpong came from. <laughs> Frimpong was a man, he was a Manchester City Academy player <laughs> before before he landed at, uh, at Celtic. He was Another at Celtic one. for a while and barely really played it at Celtic, but impressed enough. And I think he made like a 10 million euro move to Leverkusen. You're going to sell him now. You're getting at least four or five times that. So Sancho, uh, you got Sancho, yep. you got Fringpong, oh, you got Brahim yeah. Diaz. This Man City mm. Academy had so many quality youngsters. Romeo Lavier, like oh, unbelievable. Gavin Bazunu, <laughs> like Man yep. City Academy will be known as a top academy in long term. Definitely. If they ever play him, if they ever play him, <laughs> you and just I, got, you got... Foden and, Foden and Rico right now, and that's it. 
It's that's it's mad. And free agents too right now in football. You have Firmino's going to be hmm. a free agent, Roy Zumels, Tielema, yeah. and the biggest free agent of the of them all. He won a Ballon d'Or. Karim the yeah. Dream Benzema. Who will sign him up? Because if he leaves Real Madrid, Real Madrid need to sign a striker. And I don't see strikers to level Benzema. Only Erling Haaland. And he will stay at yeah. Man City, I believe, next season. But the next one after next season, that might happen to Real Madrid. That might happen because of the poor results of not having a Karim Benzema. So, you know, I, what's going to happen? I wonder if... I wonder if Kareem Benzema has been watching the first couple weeks of Major League Soccer. <laughs> I think he's more likely to join Man United than the MLS, please. Because I, I, I could also I could also see a a return to Lyon. Ah. I could see PSG going after him, but more specifically, I mean it'd be nice it, it'd be pretty poetic if Benzema went back to Lyon to where he, you know, got his start. Um next but to Ryan Shirky. That'd I don't, be cool. I don't think that would be simply amazing. I, I would pay a whole lot of money to see that for two years, a year and a half, whatever, until Benzema decides to to hang it up because Ryan Cherky has turned into easily one of the most dangerous attackers in Lyon now that he's actually getting time. You know, and the, and the last time he started to get to started to get some uh, run out, right, mm-hmm. Cherky, uh, I believe he broke his foot or something and was out for a long period of time. So it is so good to see. I mean, you look at his stats every game. He has taken men on, um, and we're talking like 7 to 11 dribbles completed mm-hmm. in, in almost every game on average recently, and it's only just started for Lyon. So, uh, mm-hmm. But Benzema, Benzema back in, in Lyon is, is not a terrible a shout. shout. Um, that would put Le- maybe, Lyon competing with PSG maybe next season. I, that yeah, would but be, listen, like, like is doing a good season at Lyon. He is, he, he is, he is, and we'll see if he can repeat that, but... <laughs> Here's, here's the reason why I bring up Major League Soccer. Mm. Uh, Leo Messi is likely going to be going to Miami. I know I know that we're kind of skeptical about that. But the fact of the matter is, is Don Garber, who is the commissioner of Major League Soccer, has come out uh, after an incredibly strong start, especially attendance-wise, TV ratings, the new Apple deal, uh, a lot of these new clubs really online, Miami looking good. Uh, St. Louis just came in. Um there is okay garber said something very very important he said we'd move essentially heaven and earth we would break rules we would bend rules we would bend salary cap rules to obviously bring leo messi in they're going to do the exact same thing for benzema if it's possible because there are ownership groups in major league soccer that are willing to spend and take the extra financial risk to bring in a guy like benzema (laughs) oh and then he could go to saudi arabia i I mean see that happening man i could see that you do have that (laughs) <laughs> you do have that, but man, Major League Soccer's on the up. Uh, this new Apple deal is just beautiful, and it's the first time in their history, Major League Soccer, that there were two two games. Uh, would have been three mm. if LA was able to play on opening day, but they had a ridiculous winter storm in LA. Uh, they would have had three games uh, north of sixty five thousand in attendance for the first time ever in history. Big stadiums. If LA was able to play big stadiums, and there is a growing, incrementally, not exponentially, but there is a growing interest in the states in soccer and world in soccer in football. And uh, World Cup 2026 is only going to just throw it into hyperdrive. I swear to you. So <laughs> Benzema could wind up in Major League Soccer, but I do believe I agree to you. I agree with you. It's more like 65 percent that he winds up in the Prem or uh, re-signing 
with Real Madrid. Let's see. It's let's always go. a possibility Resigning. there. Like, I could, mm, let's see. Let's see. Modric, I think he's yeah. going to resign. Kroos might stay two leaders at Real Madrid. But I'm going to say something happened at Real this season, uh, uh, this week. And it was the FIFA What's Best that? Awards. Unbelievable. Mm. Criminal. Mm. Vinicius Jr. not even being in the top 10 of the FIFA Best Awards. 11th yeah. position. And then I look at the list and I see Julian Alvarez. Superb striker coming up from Man City and a great World Cup. <laughs> but no, by my no means, he should be ahead of Vinicius <laughs> Jr. That was instrumental yeah. for Real Madrid. That, that won the Champions League. And the other player... Yeah. Emiliano Martinez went bold in the, in the in the World Cup too, completely. But the FIFA best goalkeeper should have gone to Thibaut Courtois. That Champions I mean, League final, he equaled in saves. Like, uh, almost yeah. like what Emiliano Martinez got in the World Cup. In all games, just in the final. So Thibaut Courtois should have won. So disrespect towards Vinicius and Courtois in, in the FIFA best rewards. Yeah, man, and, and if a normal season, a normal season is nine months long, what you're saying with Emiliano Martinez being above Thibaut Courtois is you're saying that essentially the World Cup is nine times more important than a regular season. Oh, my dear. Right? And yeah. and, and because, the, come on, it, it's a month. Don't get me wrong. Martinez was absolutely faultless, yes. right, uh, in, in that World Cup for the most part. But believe it or not, I don't even know if he from – from a prevented goals standpoint, was the mm -hmm. best goalkeeper in that tournament, right? There were other mm -hmm. um, other goalkeepers that Bono, were just ridiculous Sommer. and consistent. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't take away from Emiliano Martinez. It's just what Thibaut Courtois did in that season. I think I think you have to give consistency in terms of a period of time, period of time over one ridiculous, wonderful month that Argentina will remember for the rest of their lives. Well, um, it's, it's yeah. again, it's the FIFA best... I, it's let's see let's see i don't want to go for this yeah. this this talk <laughs> about the fifa best but in the future i'm sure there's going to be a time and place in which we're going to have this talk about the ronaldo sure. respect and disrespect that i think happens but uh, if we're well, mentioning well, Real Madrid, before... <laughs> we yeah. naturally we should talk about to barca yeah. that in my opinion this season barcelona's biggest win is the defense, okay? Long-term, the yes. defense of Barca will have Ter Stegen, will have Balde, will have Ronald Araujo, and will have Jules Conde and Christensen. Such a big positive this season. I have thanks, to say. Chelsea. <laughs> thanks, Chelsea, exactly. Left foot center back. That is great to watch. And mm -hmm. Barca, again, the European competitions, they didn't go bold without Ronald Araujo, without Conde, but next season, Xavi, all eyes on me to get the Euro European Championship results that people are expecting for Barcelona. And the big thing right. with Barcelona is they need to keep their stars, but it's going to be very, very difficult. And I yeah, expect Frankie de Jong to leave Barcelona. I don't expect Lewandowski to leave, but Frankie de Jong, I wouldn't be surprised if he were to leave to a Man United or to another yep. team that would make sense in the Premier oh, League because they have the money yeah. to spend. And... They Barca choose maybe for Frankie de Jong to leave because of the financial situation, but they choose to yep. keep with extensions Gavi, they choose to keep Pedri, they choose to keep Conde, Ronaldo Araújo, and Balde. So they choose the present and future of the club. So these are five mm. players I mentioned right now, and they're all going to be involved with Barca long term. And I'm sure La Masia yeah. 
will continue and will will be will grow in involvement mm-hmm. with Xavi the more years he's there because he'll know more about the Lamin Yamal, right? Lamin Yamal playing first team yeah. football. Xavi's putting big expectations on this youngster, and I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if he plays first team minutes in the next one two years. And he's like fifteen, yeah. am I right? So he is, Ed. He's he's a wizard. He's an absolute with, uh, wizard with the ball. But uh, I'll tell you what: uh, in the UEFA Youth League, there were some. I mean, yeah. Barcelona got got 14. kicked out. Uh, there were yeah, there were some absolute absolute upsets. Laminia Mall could not stop it. Um, <laughs> but no, obviously, yeah. When it comes down to it, um, uh, they're doing it right now too. I mean, uh, they lost Pedro. Okay, Pedri Gavi was not there for Manchester United, right? True. Uh, Gabi is uh, sorry. Pedri is still out. Gabi's back to being his normal pit bull self. <laughs> but now, in, in the game versus Valencia, Ronaldo uh, Araujo uh, gets sent off. Right, yeah, um, a, a last person foul. But they still they wind up grinding out the win. But they are going to have to face because their depth. Like there is a depth consideration that needs to be continued to fill. It needs to continue to fill out at Barcelona if Xavi wants to do this for five, seven, nine, ten years. So that's that's something that's going to take uh, some architecture, some real finesse, um, because either it's a lot of bluster where they're saying they don't have the money to sign people, mm-hmm. or it's just them priming everybody, and then they're going to surprise everybody and cause me to go insane when they when they buy somebody for $60 million, right? <laughs> um, but then you see a guy like Memphis Depay absolutely obliterate Sevilla, right? And I I have to say this right now. Mm. Has it ever happened where Sevilla, who is still in the running to potentially win the UEFA Europa League, I'm not saying I think they will, but they they are in the running to win the UEFA Europa League, okay? Has it ever happened where somebody has been relegated because they're literally in the relegation or very close to the relegation zone in La Liga and won a major continental tournament in the same breath, <laughs> no, same year. I, I, I don't, it could happen. <laughs> if that were to happen, that would be Sevilla. <laughs> but like, oh what, what do you do? Like, do they stay? Do they have to? Do, do you rescind their their? I mean, or do they just play in the Champions League next year while they're in the the Segunda Liga uh, in La Liga? I'm so confused as to how this could potentially happen. But, oh, but we all knew when they lost Jules Conde. We all knew when they lost Diego Carlos, who hopefully will come back for Villa at some point in the near future. Uh, we all knew that they were in for a tough, tough reawakening. Mm-hmm. But they've got guys. They've got Anesri. They've got some guys that really should be. They should be doing a whole lot better than they are. And my goodness, they're atrocious. They're absolutely <laughs> atrocious to watch and, in La Liga this season. So, but uh, Depay, but Atleti, it's. Mm. I think Atletico when they signed Depay gives me kind yeah. of the vibe of the David Villa signing in the past and okay. the Luis Suarez signing in the past. Instant impact. Wants to prove a point, and he can yep. play at a high standard because we see him playing at that level for the Dutch national team. I think that yep. by to Atletico de Madrid will be seen as mm-hmm. one of the best transfers in the next two years in football because he's going to score mad number of goals. Mad number. And, and Felix ain't staying at, at Atletico de Madrid next season, as no. it seems. So even well, when you're mentioning Ronaldo Rouge, he got that sent yeah. off. But Ronald Araujo is no yeah. doubt in my mind the worst enemy of Vinicius Jr. on the pitch. Every uh, time they play, if they play against each other, Vinicius Jr. doesn't show up against Ronald Araujo. I want to say yeah. that because he's so fast, 
physical, he can't compete. It's impossible. Uh, I'm going to say that. I really like him, man. For me, yeah, top, I mean, that, top center back. <laughs> yeah, and that, that Copa, Copa del Rey, I mean, exactly. Barcelona, I thought Barcelona was the home team. I, I didn't know what the <laughs> heck was going on. Real Madrid did not look like, they looked like a team that, I, like, this isn't fencing. What are you guys doing? Gavi looked more fired up than the whole starting 11 for Real Madrid. Um, and I actually get it right now. There are people that, they're not quite calling for Carlo Ancelotti Lotti to get sacked, well, but they are saying that Carlo Ancelotti looks as if he's kind of like already checked out. At he's the end done. of the season, I don't think Carlo Ancelotti is going to stay. I think Raul yeah. is definitely an option, but put in the comment section, people. Klopp, yeah. would you believe will coach Klopp would be so insane leaving leaving uh, Liverpool? Would you believe will coach uh, Real Madrid of all the options? But this is what Real Madrid thought they would have Mbappe, and the truth yeah. is they. Don't. So give that no. number seven jersey to Vinicius Jr. and get Haaland when Benzema leaves because you will need a striker next to Rodrigo and Hendrik feeding the beast that is Erling Haaland. So I pitched yeah. that because Mbappe right now mm -hmm. for PSG is a club legend at 24. Mbappe became the all-time leading goal scorer of PSG with 201 goals. Legend for France, legend for PSG. He's won a World Cup already, and we all know he wants to win that Champions League at PSG. But enormous levels at 24. Unbelievable. Absolutely. And I'm going to add to that 95 assists, too, because you can't forget like how how absolutely involved he has been Ooh, before. Bopper. I mean, he, he won a league on title with AS Monaco before then moving to PSG and making them the dominant, you know, Mbappe. force that they are currently, understandably so, because, you know, you got Mbappe, you got Neymar, you got Messi. But I do have to ask you, is it more to you a mm. testament, his 201 goals, is it more to you a testament to Kylian Mbappe's legendary status? Or is it a testament to the fact that PSG doesn't necessarily have this rich history um, that is currently getting built at this moment since they discovered the uh, the gold mine I think, uh, that is their ownership group. I think for Mbappe, it's special because it's the city of Paris. It's not sure. even being it's PSG. Yes, is becoming a historic club, but the city of Paris yeah. has told so much history for the world, and doing it in his home country within France, I think Mbappe wanted to get that done. And you, how many assists? 95 and 201 goals in Mbappe. So that yeah. itself is legend, legend status for life. Okay, yeah. for life. And he's going to be a billionaire off that those contracts that PSG have given him until now. So I think, mm. yeah, I think he's checked. He's going to check. <laughs> and then he goes to Real Madrid, hopefully. But let's yeah. see. But if Holland goes, well, uh, changes a lot of things. That's 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 true, and uh, you've only just started saying that. We we actually feel like Erling Haaland might leave Manchester City soon. It's soon. Soon is not this season. The next after the next season, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Let's put it that way. As as much as I like the uh, tomfoolery and uh, what he was doing um, in that match versus Newcastle, man, was he getting under. Bruno Guimaraes' <laughs> skin. Oh, at the end. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, my yeah. Days. The corner kicks. I think it was five corner kicks in one minute. The Strat Erling Haaland. The Holland. <laughs> yeah. Erling Haaland is turning into one phenomenal villain uh, in everybody's story. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. If if Man City does not win a Premier League title uh, mm -hmm. this season, 
there will be a lot of skeptics, including probably Manchester City fans that look at this and say, you know, Erling Holland, while he does sometimes feel like a cheat code, <laughs> he also involves us uh, changing and, and kind of morphing around Erling Holland. Once again, if you watch that game versus Newcastle, True. there are so many runs that are left unfit for him. He runs in behind and Rodri doesn't pass. Nobody passes it. De Bruyne mm -hmm. doesn't pass the ball in behind. And I don't know if it would have worked, but he did the same thing at Dortmund and Dortmund are stronger for the most part with Holland having left. Oh, okay? that's bold. And, and I do, I do. It is, it is a bold statement, but I, it's also, okay. It might not be a hundred percent factual, right? But at the same time, th there's definitely an argument to be made that Dortmund to get better had to have Holland leave. Okay. They had to see that happen. And I'm seeing it sort of happen. I feel like it's actually testing Pep Guardiola's uh, man management skills. I wonder if Holland has something to do with it uh, with all of these other guys that have been there, his legacy that have been kind of mainstays in the Manchester city roster uh, over the seasons and over some incredibly successful, albeit not champions league, champions league cherry on top mm -hmm. successful, but incredibly successful uh, Manchester City seasons. I wonder if there is a little bit of fallout um, when it comes to it, because I think there's a, either a major rebuild that will happen at Manchester City that only just started, right, which I think you're in agreement with, yeah. or I am in agreement in some respects the more I think about it. This could be like a one-season, two-season stop for Holland at Manchester City. Mm -hmm. um and i haven't decided which camp i'm in i really i don't know <laughs> and it would make sense going to leaving dortmund to man city breaking records in man city and then becoming a galactico that the trajectory <laughs> for erling holland he will be seen as one of the best players in the history of football if he succeeds mm. at real madrid as a galactico and especially after right. breaking records for man city if that is if that were to happen but put in the comment section down below if you believe holland will leave Man City in the next two seasons. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's just a prediction, people, okay? And do you have any shouts, Bretson? Last shouts in the prep, uh, in, in the pod, sorry? No, no last shouts. But, you know, I do. The one thing I always like to say is um, we, we sometimes forget how, what Alfonso Davies has done at Bayern. Um, <laughs> and I just want to congratulate Alfonso Davies on becoming the youngest mm. non-German in Bayern history to reach 100 Bundesliga appearances. What? Um, with yeah, with his injuries and and with what what has happened with him in the in the relatively near future, um, this this he's back in back in good form. And he's oh, just hitting it. And I, I to see a Canadian doing that. You know what it, I mean? It really is. Of all nations, yeah, it's huge. A Canadian, it's huge. He's the first to do that. Non-German, unbelievable. But comment yep. down below some bold stats that people will be <sighs> like, "What that happened?" And don't forget, if you're listening until now, don't forget to like this video, episode 95, and follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. People, thank you for going bold and listening to episode 95 until now. <laughs>